is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Process the bottom line. With Alex Lowe's, Josh Silverberg, and Lyle Gillen. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the only wrestling talk show on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome to Off the Map. My name's Alex Lowe's. With me, at this time is Lyle Gillen in Long Island. How's it how's it going, Lyle? How's your week been so far? Going really well. I'm very excited that it's Friday and that Rampage is now on seven o'clock just for tonight only. Oh um, I don't have to stay up till midnight. But uh well, it wouldn't be midnight, but I would end up nah. taking a while to fall asleep after watching a wrestling show till eleven. Um uh, that's a, a blessing. I can get some sleep. I haven't really slept well recently, but I'm really excited to do this show. We got some huge news to talk about. Absolutely. And, and going uh, to be pertaining, a good one. pertaining to one of the segments, I'm actually wearing a Nightmare Cody shirt for what we're talking about during the show. But first, here's how you can follow the Worldwide Sports Radio Network on Twitter and how you can follow me, Josh, and Lyle on Twitter and how you can download the free WWSRN app. First, you can follow us on Twitter. My Twitter is at ShowSlows. Lyle's Twitter is at LyleGillen329. And Josh's Twitter is at Josh Silverberg. And make sure to follow the Worldwide Sports Radio Network on Twitter and Facebook at WWSRN underscore radio. Again, that is at WWSRN underscore radio. Also, make sure to follow the... Make sure to follow Off The Mat on Twitter at Off The Mat WWSRN. And same for Facebook. And how do you download the free WWSRN app? It's very simple. You type in WWSRN in your Apple or Google Play Store. You download the app and you'll get access to show article, show articles, bios, any replays of shows you may have missed, special guest interviews, and so much more. So please, please be sure to check all that we have available on Off The Mat, on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, and on Bodyslam.net. Also, here is the Off The Mat website that you can find. The link is in our Twitter description for Off The Mat WWSRN. You click on that link and you'll get access to upcoming pay-per-views and shows, a show archive, special guest interview archive from all the guests we have had on Off The Mat, an ACW American Combat Wrestling page, and a Contact Us page if you want to contact us directly. So now, while it's time to dive into our first topic. And this is something that I saw during the week, which was very, very interesting. I just happened to be scrolling through my Instagram. Uh, MLW put out a news article that's saying that Killer Cross is returning to MLW for their big super fight show. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. What do you think about uh, Karrion Cross going back to his roots and now going to where he needs to... Um, who do you think he's going to pick a fight with? Because I think... There's two people that he could go up against in MLW, Jacob Fotu or Mods Kruger. 
I think those would be good options, but um, I'm just thankful that he's going to finally be having a, he's going to finally be killed cross again. And that's what he should have been. But, you know, WWE has to PG everything and they change yeah. to carry and cross. But I'm very thankful that he's going back there. I think he's going to do well on the indie scene. Um, I think if they kept him and Scarlett together and what they were even doing at NXT, they had money. Yeah, they really there. did. You think about all the big matches they had on uh, at, at the takeovers for Killer Cross and Karrion Cross and what he did and how big of a impact he had for the NXT Yellow Brand. But now that's kind of that's kind of not the same anymore because now NXT is focusing on younger and uh, a younger talent and picking different talent from different promotions that are new to the wrestling scene. Yeah. They uh they definitely changed their way of going about things, and I think over the years we have realized that WWE doesn't handle the guys coming in through the indies very well. No, I don't, don't think I don't think they understand them very well. There was a report that they had to make Carrying Cross a character, or they had to give him like uh, something. Yeah, and he and I don't understand that because I don't either. When you had him with the song, the TikTok, you had Scarlet. I feel like that was a lot, something you could really use to, mm-hmm. uh, from a marketing standpoint, to sell Big t-shirts and, and do things with. And I don't understand why they had to um, give him a mask. I don't. It, it just. Yeah. And he, yeah, and he talked about that in his interview with. Uh... CVV Chris Van Vliet. Uh, if you haven't seen that interview yet, go watch it. It's on Chris Van Vliet's YouTube channel. And Killer Cross dives exactly into that part of his time with WWE and how much everything kind of changed after he uh, got called up to the main roster. It's a great interview. I'll definitely check that out. And he he also does he also does uh, touch a little bit on what he's doing now because he's also not only does he not only is he still doing wrestling, but he's also diving into different things. Like he talks about wanting to do film, which I think would help him tremendously because there's a lot of people in film for wrestling. So I, I think that would be great, a great move for Carrion as well. And I would like to see, I would like to see uh Scarlet have an independent move uh, with him on over, probably over an MLW or wherever else he decides to go. But I don't think this MLW thing is a one-time thing. I think uh, it's going to be – there's going to be more appearances from him, I bet. But this is definitely not the one-time thing for MLW. But uh, And they put out an article saying the time has run out and Killer Cross has walked through MLW's open-door policy. So uh, Super Fight is going to take place on February 26th at the Grady Cole Center in Charlotte, uh, Charlotte North Carolina featuring – MLW Fusion taping. So this will definitely be on YouTube after it goes live. I'm very interested to see who they put them up against. Uh, I think there's a, a different variety of people you could go with. Uh, one of them I mentioned earlier, Jacob Patu. You could put him against, against um, King King Murtis. Uh, you could put him against um, um, I forget what this guy's name. He wears face paint. He's kind of like He's like a, it's a psycho clown kind of gimmick. I forget what his name is, but he had a match against um, Alex Hammerstone about a week ago. 
I don't know. I, I, think do, I do want to get your thoughts on this, Lyle. Sure. Speaking of MLW, did you expect the turn with uh, Tro- uh, Richard Holiday and Alicia Atut? Because I, 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 I had a feeling it was going to happen. I, a small part of me saw it coming from from a mile away. Because you could tell the moment when Richard Holiday came out on the on the ramp with Alicia, and Alicia kind of just went around the side to the ring, and she wasn't really. She wasn't really in the, in the happy mood that she normally has on TV, especially if, with the interviews that she does with the people backstage. And you could just tell something was kind of different and off. So when Richard Holiday came in the ring, you saw him take that bat, one of the baseball bats, and whack Richard, uh, whack um, Hammerstone with the uh, baseball. I thought they did a great job ending that show. I thought they did a great job of with especially with Lucia Toot. Um, I think she's great. She's been on our show. She really is. Um, I think she, for a while. I think she definitely deserves the opportunity to be in that role. I think mm-hmm. she'll succeed and and do a wonderful job. Um, but did I see it coming? No. Um, it, but it, to me, it was kind of obvious with what, well, what the announcers. Once they started doing it, I'll say it was more. You, it was obvious something was going to happen. Yeah, but you didn't see it coming and leading up to that. There was there wasn't anything much into that. So I wouldn't say I saw it coming, but I wouldn't say I was shocked. Kind of like in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it, it was a cool moment. I really I, I that was a good ending for MLW, and I can't wait to see what else they do next week. I know they have a bunch of different shows coming up, so I'm looking forward to that. And. W- now we'll just dive right into Stone Cold Steve Austin because I want to save the Cody discussion for when Josh gets here at six o'clock. So recently, Wrestling News CEO put out an uh, an article saying Stone Cold Steve Austin is WWE return could extend beyond WrestleMania for more matches. So they're very possibly saying that he could not only have a match. Where did you see that reported? Uh, Wrestling News CEO. I would go with. I believe Fightful was reporting that it was going to be only one-off or something along those lines. So I wouldn't really, oh. I, I I wouldn't think so. He hasn't wrestled in 17 years. He has bad knees. Yeah. Um, honestly, part of me doesn't even think that Stone Cold match happens at Mania. I don't find it to be much of a coincidence that this came out right around the time they were doing a buy one, get one free ticket offer. Um, Not saying his reporting is wrong. No, just maybe, maybe he's just a little, doing a one-off appearance. Is what you mean? I think it could be some. Uh, not even that. I don't know. Um, I, I'm still doubtful that it happens because the report yeah, wasn't, wasn't. He hasn't. He hasn't been in the ring for a long time, and his he, his he's just not in the shape that he used to be. You think about the '90s. That was a whole different era. That was a whole different time. And now, it, Stone Cold is way past that. Um, the report that uh, Sean Rossap posted, it, it didn't say that they came to an agreement and he was going to have a match. It said that WWE officials were, were trying to talk to him to ha- oh, okay. get to have the match. So I wouldn't even be sure that it was, it's still actually going to happen. I think it would. But if he's reporting on it, it, it could be more to it than he's allowed to say mm-hmm. or stuff that he hasn't confirmed yet. Kind of like when he reported the CM, stu- uh, CM Punk stuff. He reported that it was that they were in talks and there was a chance he could come back. Um, yeah. Not that he definitely was coming back. And I I look at it as something like that. We could hear more later on, but 
as of right now, I uh, I still doubt it. He hasn't wrestled for 17 years. No. He has bad knees. To me, if they're going to do it, it has, it has to be a one-time appearance, and it has to be against Kevin Owens. Because you think about it, Kevin Owens has been using the stunner, so he's been using that move I, a lot. I, I think that's a uh, be a good opponent. He can carry the match for the most part because Austin can't do much anymore. No. He can't move much. can't do much of anything. Austin can it'll probably be like a five-minute match, not even. Yeah, not even less than that. Maybe even a, uh, a cinematic match. But I that think would be, be great. I think it'll be terrible. Yeah, I, I think, think in front yeah. of the live crowd it'll be horrible. Yeah, and Booker T even said that on his podcast. He doesn't think the match could even happen because Stone Cold's not even in that shape that he used to be in. I don't know. It I, I it, it just comes off as random because he's not physically able to really do much anymore. And if you're going to be having him come back. What's the point of having him come back? And I, I don't think that should be the last moment that we remember him of. No. Now, let's compare Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Now, what would have been a better way of remembering him less? When WCW ended? When he left with, when he came back to wrestle um, Lester at Mania? Mm-hmm. Or what he's doing now? Um, this will make uh, this, this, what he's doing now would make him less remembered. Yeah. And even when he did uh, that match he had against Austin, that was not a good way to be remembered. So you look at it and he came back really one for his kid and two part of it. He wanted to be remembered in a better way, but he can't wrestle anymore. It's gone too long. Yeah. He's not good. No one wants to see him. No one wants to remember him this way. And I, I think if Austin comes back and has a horrible five minute match where he does nothing, just for a cheap pop, I don't think it's a. Uh, I, don't I don't think it's the right way to remember him. No, I think the way not. he ended his career against The Rock, that was a great way to remember him. That's a great way to end, yeah. end your career and go off. Absolutely. I don't know. I, I don't think it's something that should be done. No, and you're right because people want to remember. Think- People want to remember Stone Cold for those matches. The the matches against The Rock, the matches against uh, Shawn Michaels, the matches against Triple H. People want to remember those type of matches that Stone Cold had. Not something that's brand new that is basically going to uh, do damage to Stone Cold's career. Do you think that... um they were desperate in bringing him back because they were having trouble selling tickets in uh, in Dallas for two nights. I think that's what it is. The WWE is struggling, and they've been struggling for a while. They really have. You see, you see the ratings. They only get like one point eight million now. That's it for Raw and SmackDown combined. So someone I shared the group. Someone commented, um, "A tag team match for Mania." Stone Cold and Taker versus KO and Rollins. That's something you would A, want to see and B, think could happen. Um, I think it could happen, but it's not going to be a long match. It's not going to be an overdue 15-minute match. It's going to be like five minutes or less. I also not don't see take, Taker doing anything physical at Mania. And I maybe don't think Taker's doing anything either. I, I don't think he'll do any matches at Mania. I think no. he could have maybe hit. Maybe a tiny something, but I doubt it. He seemed pretty set that he was retiring. Yeah. Um, I know everyone wants to see him come back, but 
this is kind of his hurrah at WrestleMania mm-hmm. that he's going to be getting. He'll come out at Mania, like everyone does for the Hall of Fame. He'll get his big send off that way that he deserves in front of the crowd. But I think he's he's done. Yeah, he, he kind of led everyone on to believe that he was done. He has to retire eventually. He yep. can't be wrestling till he's eighty at WrestleMania. No, nobody wants to remember him that way. It goes back to what I said about So Cold. Mm-hmm. Do we want to remember Undertaker barely being able to move around the ring and injured? He's kind no. of at that point now. Yeah, he kind of is. It's not how we want to remember him. No, and I think that uh, I just don't think Taker will do anything. I don't think Stone Cold should do anything, but I don't know. Um, I can picture it happening for five minutes because I think they're desperate for tickets. But Yeah, they're just trying to get ticket sales. They're trying to put butts in the seats, basically. I don't blame them. Like, that's a tall task. Mm-hmm. Selling out that arena for two nights yeah. in a row. Um, they'll do what they always do and fudge your numbers. Because every media, they do that, but... That's okay. I think most wrestling companies, to a degree, will do that. They do it in sports, too. But it's a tall, tall task to sell out that arena for two nights in a row. Yeah, it's... Even, it even really... one night. Uh, that's... That was... What did they do the last time they were there? The last time they were there in Dallas? 32. I, I think it was 32. It could have been, yeah. It must be 32. It has to be. But speaking of The Undertaker, The Undertaker has been confirmed as a headline for the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2002. What do you think about this, Lyle? Do you like uh, that The the Undertaker is finally getting inducted? And who do you think is going to induct him into the WWE Hall of Fame? There's a few names that people have been bringing around. Um, Nick Foley, Kane, Michaels. I think Kane fits better. Yeah. Now it depends. Sometimes they allow the wrestler to pick who they want. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they pick for them. If what's-his-name was still alive, I think he would have done it. But he's not. I think there's a few ways they can go. I think Kane is definitely where they're going to go. That, that's probably the most obvious answer. Yeah, it would only make sense for them to do Kane because Kane and Undertaker, they basically had a bunch of matches together. They formed a tag team as the Brothers of Destruction. They've had many iconic moments together in WWE, including matches matches against the Wyatt family, matches against um, the corporation, the matches against matches against DX, and so much more. So, I really do think it's Kane that puts him in the Hall of Fame because Undertaker was the one to announce Kane's Hall of Fame. So it it would only be fair if Kane does it back for the Undertaker. Yeah, yeah, I can picture that. And I, you, you, Undertaker's done so much in his career. Um, I'm not. Let me see how many world title wins has Undertaker had. I'm pretty you know, sure. While while you look at that up, you know, I was trying to think for a while for less since he. It was kind of evident he was going to be retiring soon. The last few years, I can't figure out what he's going to do when he comes there. He's not going to be doing the dead man. No, he's not. Well, he can't do that for. Uh, the Hall of Fame. Um, I think he has to do the American Badass. I don't think he's going to do either. Neither? I think he's going to go wow. out there as, as Mark Calloway. Go out there wearing a blue just striped mean shirt. Mark, just mean Mark Callis. <laughs> no, wear a striped <laughs> shirt and just talk, you know, just be himself. Um, I think that's the best way to do it. We already saw 
that side of him in the, the Last Ride documentary, which was very good. If you haven't watched it yet, go watch it. Um, I, I don't think that it, it, it's really weird if he goes out as a dead man and and does that. It, that kind of breaks that entire gimmick. Yeah, it does. And he's already broke it with his match against AJ, where he came out as a mixture of the the dead man and and, and uh, American Badass. But with the last ride, he was kind of completely out of that. So I, I don't think that he's gonna go back into the dead man role just for the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I think he just comes out. But I think I'll, I'll, at Mania, he'll come out. In yeah, definitely at Mania. Full Dead Man. Mania, yeah. But at the Hall of Fame, he'll definitely no. just be himself. Yeah, just be himself at the Hall of Fame. But The Undertaker has won seven world titles for the WWE. And then in match of the year, 1998, he got that for Mankind. A Hell in a Cell match at King of the Ring. So he's done a lot. He's accomplished a lot. And it, it goes without saying, The Undertaker has just done tremendous uh, feats, including the streak, which went all the way up until, I believe, WrestleMania 2029. No, no, the streak ended at WrestleMania 30. 30, yeah, against Brock Lesnar. Me and Josh were there at WrestleMania 29, and he definitely did not lose against CM Punk. No, he did not. (laughs) (laughs) So, it, it... so he's done a lot, and I'm very, I'm very excited to see the Hall of Fame, the the speech that he's going to do, and I, I wonder how the fans are going to react to it. I think, uh, I think the uh, the fans are going to give him a a really good welcome into that class for sure. Oh and, yeah, definitely. I think I don't know what they're going to do with the rest of the um, Hall of Fame. I don't know if they're going to have other guys. Getting a lot of people have been speculating that it's just him. I don't see that. I think they'll mm-hmm. definitely have a couple extra guys on, but it's after SmackDown. Yeah. Those have off the air. They're then going to transition to that. And I believe their local time, it'll be from, I mean, uh, 7 to 9, and then uh, 9 to 11. Mm-hmm. So Eastern time, it'll be t- till midnight. Which that, that's late for the whole thing. Yeah, um, it really I, is. I could, I could be wrong in that time slot, but that's how I believe it will be mm-hmm. done. Um, I don't. I don't think you could have just take it by himself. No, you can't. We'll definitely have some other guys on there. Maybe you'll get the uh the most time. Maybe maybe it'll be a shortened class, yep. but I don't see them doing that. No. And I, I do see for the WWE Hall of Fame. I do see them doing a opening uh, like a opening a video package for the undertaker after his speech. And I wonder what they're going to put in those clips. Uh, I would like to see the hell in the cell match in there. I would like to see uh, stuff from his WCW career a little bit when he was there before he went over to WWE. I like this. I would like to see the matches with Brock Lesnar, the moment where he got, and also the moment where he got eliminated by Maven in the Royal rumble. I want to see that in all those clips. Okay. Because that was pretty shocking, if you remember that. I, yes, nobody I was expecting that. Nobody. And then matches against Ric Flair and Hawk Hogan. And uh, against st- matches against Kane when I think it was early. I'm not sure what year it was. But it was a year where um, The Undertaker came back with Paul Bearer. I'd like to see Paul Bearer in there, too. 
I they can't they cannot. Oh no, they, they can't not have him on there. No, they cannot have him. They have to have him in the clips. They really hundred percent. He's he is quintessential, um, Undertaker. There are so many people who haven't watched in like twenty years that when you mention the name of the Undertaker, they they'll go, "Oh yeah, does he still have that guy with him?" It's, well, this would be like five years ago. I was getting this all the time, but like this is how people remember him. They remember Paul Bearer. Being with him, they don't mm-hmm. just remember the Undertaker. No, it was the two of them together—that was the image. And I think that Paul Bearer has to play a huge role in whatever they do for him getting into the. Oh, whole by thing. far. Um, that's why I wouldn't be shocked if they had one of his sons induct him, but I think that would be a. Uh, I don't know. I don't think that it's gonna be something, something they do. I think no. it'll be, I, th- I think it's gonna be Kane, but. I wouldn't be sure. That would be pretty cool if they did that. I know they had, I think they uh, inducted Paul Bear into the Hall of Fame already, right? And yeah, they have. They, I think it was his son who accepted it. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be cool if they had him induct Taker. Yeah. And it's it's going to be an interesting uh, WWE Hall of Fame. And as you touched on earlier, I don't know who else is going to be in the Hall of Fame. I don't know what, what other inductees they're going to include. But if I had to guess one that hasn't been in the uh, Hall of Fame yet that nobody has seen, uh, and it's he's he's been wrestling in he he had been wrestling in WWE for a long time. Um, I would like to see this. I'd like to see. Um, what's his name? I'm trying to remember. Not Maven. Somebody else. I'm trying to remember this guy's name because he had matches against Undertaker. I just. It's it's hard to remember. Josh would know. So now I'll just add Josh in. How you doing, Josh? I said take a break at six. We do the opposite. Okay. I can see the great producing as <laughs> usual. Wonderful. Well, well I guess you heard you heard our conversation about the Undertaker, Josh. So what are your thoughts about the Undertaker going into the WWE Hall of Fame? Well, I mean, listen, before we before I get to the whole Accolades with The Undertaker. There's a lot to, to pinpoint about his career and everything like that. But first off, I just want to start by saying the Hall of Fame is a, is a, is 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 hogwash. It, it's it's yeah. it's fake. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it's not even remotely true. Nothing no. about it's true. It's a nice event in the sense that it gives the wrestlers their chance to, unless you're Hillbilly Jim, give them or Mr. T a chance <laughs> to actually talk about their. Career in a in a in a wonderful, amazing. All he did was want to talk about his mama. Okay. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> it's my turn. You had a half an hour. It's my turn. All right. <laughs> Don't yell at me. I'll sell your dynamite ticket to somebody else. Okay. It's my turn. Damn it. Listen, I've been dreaming about Vegas all day today. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. What were you dreaming about in Vegas? It's part of that. That is not something you want to dream about when you're at, at working at a school. I've been dreaming about Vegas all freaking day today in May. There's some uh, brothels right outside Vegas that are. Uh... Yeah, I don't want to go to those. I'm talking about <laughs> stuff, you know. But anyway, the point is like the Hall of Fame is hogwash. Having said that, I think it's fantastic. You had a feeling this was going to come eventually, especially mm-hmm. being in Texas in his hometown in his home state. Um, it makes all the sense in the world for this to 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 get butts in the seats. Um, no pun intended to, to get people to really, because people are, people are going to watch, they're going to watch this and, and, and everything like that. And I'm sure you guys touched on, I don't know if you, I didn't get to the beginning of it because I was driving. I don't know 
if you guys touched on the Cody stuff yet. And the no, we did not. Okay. We were going to okay. wait for you. Cool. Perfect. So with the Undertaker, I mean, he's he was Sting's my all-time favorite, but Undertaker is right up there with me. I mean, I grew up with the guy my whole life, watching him with different characters. And he's one of the very few characters that I've seen in professional wrestling where he's made different personas work. He made the Dead Man character work, corporate ministry. Um, he did a great job as the leader with that. Then he went to the American Badass character. Mm -hmm. And he made it all work. And that's a testament to him. Because it shows that, first off, he is. And he always was very dedicated to his character. Yeah. That was something he was always, always. He was a true professional. And he he was, was a locker room leader, too. He was. He was the guy. He was the guy. I mean, they had a thing. Remember, they had it with Court. No, he, we should not remember that for him. No, no. <laughs> that was not something good to remember him by. What? Wrestlers some, of the, some of the stuff that they did in some of the stories that came out were not very well, of uh, course. I mean, listen, good. I understand that, but at the same time, it's he was a he was the locker room leader, but um, times pressed. have changed. He was a some, he was some a of the comments he has said since then about the wrestlers have not been very good, also, but no, they have that, 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 that's because it changed drastically. And that's a fair assessment. At the same time, I, I want to think of the positives. That's that's where yeah, I am. I'm a very positive person. And Lyle's always about me for years. I'm always a positive, positive guy. That's always how I look at it first. I mean, it's it goes back to me being a school teacher. When you talk to a student, you always start with the positive feedback. You want to make them feel good. And then you talk about things they need to work. It's like and like Lyle said, there are stories that have come out with him that have been very controversial. Mm -hmm. Having said that, He's one of the greats. He was one of the few that stuck by the, a sinking ship in the WWE, especially in the mid-90s. That was a disaster. And guys fled, left for money. He didn't do that. He he was a, he was a true soldier to that company, even though it was failing. Um, not, not because of him. He was one of the few characters that was working with them. It was just other. It was a lot of things with him. There's, I mean, there's so many memorable matches you 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 could think of with him. I mean, from the Hell in a Cell with 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 Mick with Mick Foley to the Boiler Room Brawl, which to me is still one of my favorite matches to watch. I love watching the Boiler Room Brawl, the original one with him and Mankind, to the Inferno match with Kane. The whole, and I've gone on record as saying this: the greatest storytelling that I ever witnessed in professional wrestling in my years of watching was the Kane Undertaker storyline. That, that was, was the greatest storytelling that, story that was ever yeah. told. It flowed well. A lot of it was basically grenades going off pretty much because you're hearing different with Kane coming out in the home, the funeral home, Paul Bears turning on the Undertaker. Things are being said and everything, you know, you look at the promo where Kane, where Paul Bear tells the Undertaker Kane is alive. And then of course, the hell in a, the the debut with the hell in a cell match at with Michaels and Taker. Apparently, they were only supposed to have one match, and he was so over to Kane that they kept him around. I think Kane actually said that in in one of his. Uh, it's not surprising because Glenn but, Jacobs was struggling to find who he was as a person. Yeah. I don't think there should be anybody else. I know he's had stories with Michaels, Triple H, even Vince, and I understand that, you know Glenn Jacobs has been in the news lately. Um, and everything like that, and some aren't happy with him. At the same time, I don't think there should be anybody else that should induct him but 
Glenn Jacobs. Because well, I brought it up before. What if they had um, Paul Bearer's son do it? Could do that too, and that would be a nice connection. I agree with you on that. That would be a great connection. And you remember when Paul Bearer got inducted, Undertaker yeah. came out on the stage for a few minutes. At the same time, as great as it would be with Paul Bearer's son doing it, and it would be really, really heartfelt. It would be a great story to tell. What Glenn Jacob? I mean, you have to understand something. The Kane Undertaker story in the late '90s was oh, unbelievable, and then you add in the whole aspect of with Stone Cold yeah. getting involved in the triple threat matches yep. and the handicap matches being on Vince's side and everything like that. It was it was gold. I mean, it was really it was something to watch. And I like I said, and I will always stick by this. Kane Undertaker is the greatest storytelling ever told because it felt real. It felt very. You felt really into it. Now their their match at Mania wasn't the best. You also have to understand something at WrestleMania twenty. Who who did Undertaker get put over by when he came back as the Dead Man? Got put over by Kane. Most mm-hmm. the whole story and everything yep. like that. And it was something that I look back on. There's there's never going to be another Undertaker that's going no. to give years that he gave. I mean, the guy literally gave years and years and years of. It, he didn't even have to wrestle. Nope. It was the. It was just the awe of the entrance. That alone did it, and it was even even as the as the American Badass character when he came back. Go remember when he came back on the motorcycle and he attacked Triple H. And I actually prefer oh, that the pop that he got. Was, I prefer that than than the, the Dead Man gimmick. I think it was just cooler. I think if, at the time. It fit. Yeah, it, it fit did. More, and, and Taker wanted a change. And as I've said, he is one of the few that has made multiple characters work really well. And to me, I mean, the whole storyline going up to his match at Mania with Ric Flair at, I forget what Mania was. I think it was 17 when he attacked David Flair and Arn Anderson. It was the guy put Maven over in the Royal Rumble. I mean, that's how dedicated he was to really making his character great, but his storylines amazing and jaw-dropping. When Maven eliminated, tough enough champion eliminates the Undertaker in the Royal Rumble, it, it was awesome because people were like, wow, that really yeah, people happened. People were like, what it. the hell? Yeah, and Taker took it and... To me, there's not going to be an Undertaker. I mean, look, he put Brock over. I mean, he called yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. And he finished the match with a concussion. Let's reflect on that for a second. How do you think that aged? Do you think that was the right call looking back now? Or do you think that was that um should not have been done? At the time, I was against it. But when you hear him talk in his documentary with the network at the time, or now on Peacock, I understood where he was coming from now because the thing is there was nobody that was coming into the WWE that had the accolades Mm -hmm. and the history that Brock had and Taker said it in the, in the documentary and I might paraphrase, but he said who had the history and the accolades UFC champion, WWE champion, all American at university of Minnesota got to the NFL you're going to be very difficult to find somebody that had 
the achievements and the awards that Brock had. Because it, let's be real here. If Brock didn't do it and Brock was a beast at the time, who else was going to do it? Because I'm going to tell you, if, if it was Roman and – and again, <laughs> no, but you know, no, what's no, 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 the reaction he got after he beat him. And I, he was the one who broke the streak. But you know what, though? And I, I completely respect Taker for this. When he said Roman had nothing to do with that match being bad, that was my fault. And honestly, when you look back at it, and I've watched the match before a few times, he's right. Yeah. Our Taker screwed up a lot of the stuff. He, did, yeah. he didn't put all of his weight on the suplexes with Roman. And you he could tell his movement was off during the match. He was off. Was, he, didn't, yeah. he didn't put, like when Roman went to go put him up for a suplex, Taker screwed up. He didn't jump off the mat in time. He was mm -hmm. off. Everything was off that night. I was there. I saw this match live. Wrestling you know, 33. But even, the, even his last mini match with AJ, I enjoyed it very much. I thought that, I thought it was really fun. It was so different. And the thing was, Taker said it. AJ Styles, when he signed with WWE, was one of the guys. I, I, He said there were, at the time, there were very, very, very few he would fight again in WWE to come back out of retirement. AJ Styles was one of those guys. And I respect that because the thing with Taker is when he – one gets motivated, and two, he finds a, an opponent that he really wants to fight. Like he really, really, really wanted to fight Bray at thirty-one. That's why that match was really good. He was healthy, motivated, energized. He did everything right, you know. So to yep. me, the Bray Taker match, which is a match I don't think, and I'm not even saying because I'm a Bray Wyatt fan. I'm saying because it's the facts. Look back at it; it's a really, really great match. And give Bray credit because Bray carried the entire yeah, he really did. recovery he off in that the, up until Mania for two and a half months because Taker didn't show up. Bray did all the work. Bray did everything. He did the promos. He did all that's everything. And when Taker is motivated, and the thing is, Taker finished that match at Brock with a concussion. Think about that. I mean, he passed out backstage. God bless the man, first off, for finishing a match with a concussion. God bless the man for finishing a match with a concussion against Brock Lesnar. That's not easy to do. Mm -hmm. And he did. And so, to me, Taker is – listen, the guy was here forever. He did something at the time that nobody ever thought could happen. He beat Hulk Hogan for the WWE for the WWF Championship. And Hulk, Hulk he did. I mean, that was an impossible feat at the time. <laughs> <laughs> it was never going to happen. It was never going to happen. And then Hogan threw a little fit that I oh, that tombstone is dangerous. Yeah, I know. So then, you like, two weeks, he lost it to this to, to this Tuesday in Texas. He lost it this Tuesday in Texas. He lost it. But even so, though, it was still a monumental. Oh yeah. Feat because huge. at the time, Hogan was unbeatable. Nobody was able to do it. Andre couldn't do it. Earthquake couldn't do it. King Kong Bundy couldn't do it. All the big guys could do it. And Taker, this young up-and-coming guy who had only been in the company for a year or so, beat him. And then, of course, the WrestleMania streak. That's never going to be duplicated again. No. Oh, okay, Okay. so we, me and Alex were talking before he came on. If anyone else would be in um... The whole, that whole thing, and you know they're gonna have a lot of time to fill up. I don't think he's gonna be talking for an hour and a half. But my question to you, and someone brought it up in the comments on our uh, on our stream, 
do you think Psycho Sid could get inducted? You know, it's actually so funny that you bring that up because I was actually watching a documentary like two days ago about Psycho Sid. That's so I, funny. I'm really that. sorry. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I personally, I think Vader should definitely be in before Psycho Sid. I think, didn't he get in? I don't think Vader got in. I'm pretty uh, sure he didn't. Somebody want to fact check that? I um, will do it now. Yeah, I don't think he, he's gotten in. Um, I mean, I don't, Earth, I mean, John Tanta hasn't gotten in Earthquake. Yeah. Um, I think he did. Let me look. Oh, uh, no, he did not. He didn't get in. Earthquake, John Tanta hasn't gotten in yet. King Kong Bunny's not going to get in, obviously, before he passed. He had the lawsuit with the WWE. What about a uh, wild man, Mark Merrow? You have to put him in at some point. Mark is doing a lot right now, actually. He's actually a he's a motivational speaker right yeah. now. Yeah, and he is. A friend of mine at his school, he came to my friend of mine's school last year to talk. Um, wow. Yeah. So if Psycho Sid gets in before Vader, I mean, let's call it what it is, right? Like SummerSlam 96? When he, when he beat, everybody wanted him to beat Shawn Michaels. Yeah. That was the thing. I think Vader... Vader should have been in a long time ago. He was probably one of the biggest Japan stars in Japan in the late 90s. He was insane over there. Yeah, he um, was over as heck. He was over in Japan. Forget oh it. He was, oh, he my was God. Over in WCW. I mean, he... he when was, he came over to the WCW, that was a huge, huge deal because of how big he was in Japan. He was. And then he went to the mm -hmm. WWF, and he was supposed to win the WWF champion and championship, and mm -hmm. Shawn Michaels was... An asshole. Well, well Michaels, I mean, literally, Vader screwed up one thing, and Shawn Michaels legitimately in the match kicked him in the head and called him stupid. Um, there was a uh, if you want to think about how over he was, he was beating Misawa mm -hmm. and Kobashi in old Japan in the 90s. That's how over he was, and he was all over the Japanese wrestling match. He beat Antonio and I yeah, he was he all Antonio over and Noki in like five minutes, and people rioted. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you think about it this way, right? Like we talked about Undertaker beating Hulk Hogan, correct? That's like in Japan. That's like that is similar to Vader beating Antonio Inoki. That's something that in Inoki was he was Hulk Hogan in Japan. That's how big he was, and Vader beat him in like five minutes, and people were rioting in Japan about it. They, I believe, after that happened. Because it was with New Japan when it did happen, Sumo Hall, I believe, suspended New Japan from their home, from 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 the hall for three years because of that because of that decision. And wow. to, to to me, again, I King Kong Bunny should be in. He will not get in, honestly, because of the, it's unfortunate with the whole thing. You know, I think the more interesting conversation is going to be who gets in in Hollywood next year. I mean, I would think Rock. It's the best opportunity to do the Rockies. Probably the biggest actor in Hollywood right now. Some are now maybe saying because Batista's so big now that The Rock might not want to be in yet. He might want to do it on his terms, and if that's the case, then it, Batista's the easy answer um, because Batista's so big now. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's so over he's right now. Not, he's, he's not bigger than The Rock. No, 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 never, no way. Oh, I never said that. That's I mean, that's no, no, no. But I mean, the guy's doing the guys in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's doing Super Bowl commercials now. So to me, if The Rock's not ready, then it, it would be Batista would be headlining him. 
that would be the ideal fit, I think, being in Hollywood and everything like that. But I know we have to move on. But, yes, Eddie, uh, Batista over John Cena, I agree. Well, Cena's not going to do it yet. No, he's not. It's too soon for him. I mean, but then again, you got Edge who got in. and But then again, nobody knew Edge was going to come back. That was the nope. thing. So I don't fault the WWE for that because it was career-ending when Edge had the surgery. Supposedly. Yeah. Supposedly, yeah. So, yeah, but I know there's more we got to get to. And it, it obviously has circulated. We have two big stories we have to get through. Um, one of them is the T-shirt I'm wearing with Stone Cold. He's going to be back at WrestleMania by all counts. Um, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Obviously, the news coming out. And if you live under a rock and you're a wrestling fan, well, clearly you haven't been on. Well, you know what? I don't care if you covered it earlier. I, yeah. I'm going to do what I want to do because I let you talk about the Royal Rumble last week, scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say what I want to say, damn it, okay? Maybe. Yeah, okay. Now, so, I'll go to Wrestler's Court and we'll decide. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll be, I, I am the judge, the jury, and the executioner. I think we're happy. <laughs> so anyway, um, I'll get to my thoughts on Stone Cold later. But all seriousness, I did want to talk about that. I think... Um, I have a lot to say about it, but the news broke this past week, week and a half, that Cody Rhodes is officially out at AEW, and then there were reports that he is close to signing with WWE, and now there are reports that have said that he hasn't signed with WWE, then there's reports that he's already started filming promos with WWE, so things are going back and forth. And now The only, one, only one anybody should have listened to is Sean Ross Sapp, uh, Cassidy Haynes, the list is very small. If you see, uh, yeah, Meltzer too. Meltzer has been all over this. He's done a very good job. Um, if you see, like, ringside do say something, just laugh and keep scrolling. Anything that's not a major, major outlet, then don't listen to it. Because very few of them actually know anything. I was, I was expecting more powerful, bigger words out of you. Uh, I'm trying to be careful how I word this. Fightful, Body Slam... WON, maybe Wrestling INC. Uh, Wrestling INC is good. I, I don't mind them. They're solid. They're solid. They're they're, they're uh, now getting they're now getting more legit with what they're reporting now. Um and everything. I mean not them. No, who am I thinking of? Not Wrestling INC. They're always really legit. I'm thinking of another one. Wrestling News. No, they're not. Wrestling News. Wait, you mean Ringside News? No, no, no. I Ringside News. No, no, no. I was no, gonna no. say uh, another one. It's like wrestling. I'll get it later. I'll remember it later. There's another one. You must not be getting that big if you can't remember the name. No, <laughs> you know, well, you know. Hey, listen. I literally walked in the door five minutes ago and I hopped on. So, um, oh, wait, you got here at six o'clock. That would have been six sixteen. Came five minutes ago. All right, jackass. You know what I mean. <laughs> All right. Uh, so anyway, if you live on a rock, Cody Rhodes is officially out at AEW. I'll let them go first. I have a lot to say, and it could be controversial. What I'm going to say, and I'm going to phrase it correctly. But I do have some harsh words for how this went down because I was very upset about it. I didn't like it. I was not happy about it. So, whichever one of you go first, because so no, you go, you go. Yeah. I want you to you go. Want me, you want me yeah, to go? Now, now I want to know what you're gonna say. Yeah. All right. So it's in regards to how this whole thing planned out, right? Cody was the EVP, and he was one of the founders of AEW. Facts, right? Yeah. We all know this. We all know this. It, it was it was the case. Um, him, the Young Bucks, as they say, the founding fathers were Tony Khan for AEW. And it's interesting, right? You're hearing reports come out that Chris Jericho has options. The Young Bucks have options. Kenny Omega has options. Those were all picked up. But Cody's was not picked up. No. And I find that 
Very odd. Now, I have a thought to this whole thing. It's in regards to how this is being played out. Cody made a great statement. And Tony Khan, who, this is where I get the cheek. That's the one he's really, this really bothered me with him. I'm sorry. I think this was a power struggle that Tony started signing guys left and right. CM Punk, Brian Danielson. I'm getting these guys. I'm getting this guy. I'm getting that guy. I'm bringing this woman in. And all of them in, and and, it, and again, there was another statement he made out today. I'm I have something that I'm going to release on Wednesday that's going to change the face of wrestling. He did that again. And to me, I think Tony got power hungry, and I'm sorry. I think he used Cody as a pawn to get talent here in the first place. There are things you see it in the statement letters where Tony's name is on it. But it was never like the other people that are on it. And there were also there were issues backstage with Tony and Cody not agreeing on things. And again, the power struggle, right? We talk about it happens. Like when things get big, and let's be real here, AEW is doing well. But when things get big, you know, sometimes it gets to people's heads. Yeah. It does. And I think this was a case where Tony felt a little threatened by Cody. And to me, it's, I find it extremely insulting that he did not pick up his option. I think it's a slap in the face. This was a guy that helped you jumpstart this company. This brand brought talent over for you, brought people in because he had connections. Cause let's be real here without Cody and the young bucks and Kenny no AEW. AEW doesn't get the talent no. at the beginning no. that they get. And that's what just really pissed me off with how Tony did this. I don't like it. People in the locker room I know are pissed off. They're not happy about this. Well, there was I'm a report that there were also a lot of guys in the locker room that were happier about it. That he was gone. It was for Brandy. It mm. was for Brandy. Uh, I, I heard happy that That's, Brandy left. A lot of wrestlers in AEW came out and said there was nothing about bad about Brandy. Well, you know what? Nobody had time, it. Everyone loved her back there. There were uh, wrestlers in AEW that came out and said that report about Brandy was false. Well, I'm sorry, but I'll tell you this: you could be pissed off at Cody all you want. Without Cody, AEW is yeah. not where it is. Nope, it's not. I think it's as simple as him and Tony's had a falling out. I don't know. <laughs> if, I don't think it's about. Power for I, I I I agree I agree I with Josh I think it was a power power hungry thing and I think it had to do with money too and then I think there had to be there had to be a, a, a disagreement on both ends there had to be um I think he just they had a falling out because the week before Cody and the rest of EVPs where they were meeting and discussing plans for the future mm-hmm. so he didn't want to leave. No. He was planning on staying. He wanted to stay. He was telling people that stuff about his contract was just negotiations. He was going to renew and stay. And I believe that he actually thought that. I don't believe Cody wants to go to WWE. I don't believe that at all. I believe with every ounce of my body, Cody would rather take a year off and stay home with his child than go to WWE. You think he doesn't go to WWE? I'm not saying I I I don't think he does, but a big part of me thinks he would rather do that. All the things he said, not only on TV, I'm not talking about on TV, because that's all part of the character. 
But mm-hmm. on the first Jericho cruise, after there's videos of him telling the crowd and joking around, pretty much making fun of reports of people thinking he would actually go back there. Something seems weird. It's money too. Money talks. Yeah, it's a money issue as money well. Money talks. Yep. It's always money. Well, Cody wanted three million dollars a year to stay there. Now, if he's just a talent or a wrestling talent, I don't think he's worth it. No, but for everything else he does, he is. And if you look at WWE, they definitely do think he is worth it because they're pulling away an executive vice, vice executive vice president and a top talent from a rival promotion. To I. I mean, let's be real here. The Road to the Top show, which I watched, I thought it was a great show. I mean, I thought it was a really good show, and I and mm-hmm. and, and and it did well, and it got renewed again. It and, did, but they and, never and, announced it. They never announced it. They never announced it, but the report was it, it did get renewed again. And and to me, I mean, even like the Shot of Brandy YouTube show was a hit. Yeah, Shot of Brandy was a massive hit, and you know, you people always say, "Oh, well, Cody was always about himself." And everything like that. So, I'm, so, I'm sorry. You're you're telling me him putting over MJF, Darby Allen, and Brody Lee, Mr. Brody Lee, is making it about himself. I mean, when he legitimately said, "I will never challenge for the AW Heavyweight Championship again," let's be real here in WWE, that gets canned away. Yeah. AW, it, it didn't happen. No, he did not wrestle for it again. He put over young talent. Talent that he helped scout and bring. He did in. a phenomenal job putting over talent. I mean, and he did a great people job. People were complaining about it for a while, but the, look at the the main event from Dynamite last uh, two nights ago. It was great, and those two guys are in the spot they are because of Cody. Yeah, it's hundred percent correct. Yeah, that's why MJF is in the spot, and one of the big reasons is because of Cody and that storyline. And, and, and I mean, you could go Mr. Brody Lee looking, beating Cody in like a two-minute match. Malachi Black. Malachi Black had two wins over Cody. Mm-hmm. Put him over. Was the character getting stale? Yes. But I'm just so annoyed that Tony is, and I think it's great. He's bringing in this guy. He's bringing in that guy and this girl and that girl. But one of the guys that helped you build this empire that you're trying to build and to just say, nah, we're good. You, well, you I, go. I, I don't, I, I, I don't. And I'm sorry. I have an issue with the cons in general. I do. I, I want to hear your opinion on this. I saw a report that he was still going to run the nightmare factory. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Which, mean, it, it's not the official, it's not the official school of AEW. But it kind of essentially is. You have QT is the head trainer. Of course, QT is yes. the head coach. Dustin's there. Yeah. yeah, you have so many guys there. Um, now it, it is his separate school, but I find it very interesting that he's going to be doing that and still and going to WWE and still helping out essentially rival talent. So that is part of the reason why I think he would rather go to um, stay home for a year and just do that because. I I think deep down inside, that is a sign that he wants to help AEW without being contracted there. Of and, course. He, he said and the the same, he still wants people to watch AEW. Yeah, he did. I was just about to bring it up. But he still wants to watch them. I, don't, I, I, I really don't think he left because he wanted to go to WWE. Um, of course not, no. No. He left because he was forced out the door. Yep. Which to me is disturbing. 
right now we think he's forced out the door, but I understand. It's professional you, wrestling in, in, at Revolution, you can come out. We don't know that. Oh, 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 a hundred percent. But you know what? Though I don't think it'll happen. But no, neither do I. I. I think you both know me. I've been very mixed on how Tony Khan handles things at times, in the sense that I think, and again, even with the cons in general. I mean, and I might even say it's because of wrestling, but like, look at how their their sports teams are doing. They're both pathetic. AEW's not at all. AEW is really good. Obviously, some people might not think that, and that's their opinion. They're allowed to have their opinion. But when you're constantly bringing in talent left and right, and you're not picking up your guy who helped you build this brand mm -hmm. back on an option, but you'll bring back other guys' options, to me, it's just mind-boggling to me. Call it like it is. When Cody was EVP, the stories that he was coming up with and helping create were really good stories. Well, he wasn't yeah. actually involved in creative for majority of his time in AEW. Towards the end of 2019 is when Tony took control over. Which, but you see what I'm saying? So he already started taking away. If you look at what was happening, I, I don't blame him because a lot of the complaints were structure, storyline, and, and things that they were doing. And honestly, I think look, looking back, it's the right call he had to. Um, they were learning on the job and you really can't take that chance. Um, but I, I think that Nothing. He did a better job, but I think the show got better than if they all stayed booking. Because if it stayed booking, you you would have had Kenny doing the women's division, which was brutal at the time. Probably the only good spot was the tag division for the Bucks. I mean, that was easy. They yeah, had every tag team on the planet. They had the best tag. Yeah, but yeah, they, was they, a, they, they looked at the singles roster. It was it was good. It was good, but it was lacking in, in a lot of areas. Um, now we never we don't know where Cody actually would have gone with it, but I think they had the right decision so, in the long run of Tony taking over booking. But Cody was doing so many other things in AEW, and that takes pressure off of Tony Khan. I think keeping Cody around, he's worth that extra money he wanted to one make your life easier, and two, he just does so much outside of that that show. The community outreach is a great example. The you Nightmare know, Factory, he, he meant so much just away from, even outside of creative. I agree with a lot of what you're saying, and I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Sure. To me, we talk about when Cody had this, with the creative stuff getting taken away. I mean, you look at the roster that Tony Khan gets to work with now. I mean, it's it's a wrestling fan's dream. So I want to bring something up really quick. A comment from the comment section. Eddie brought up asking what if it's a massive work and it comes out at Revolution. Um, I'm not going here and goes heel. But here's the question. Where, where's the end game in that? Because A, he was technically already... He wasn't even contracted. Well, no, no, no. no. Um, he was uh, getting booed more than anybody what he was doing originally. So yeah. what's the point in, have, in doing this just to get him to turn heel if he oh, it was so easy to have him be a top heel... Without much, he was getting booed originally. I mean, it would be kind of a great swerve, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> he had the whole letter out, everything. I'm I, I don't think I don't think there's this. any 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 end game that could really make. No, sense. I agree with you. I, I think it's an easy. But it's not a heel turn, Eddie. Which comment are you doing? The Facebook one? Yeah, I'm reading Facebook. Oh, sure, you can read the Facebook one. When I read the Facebook one, it's we're not allowed. Well, <laughs> I'm not I'm not reading people saying stuff that is like. Hold on, first of all, Snug's your biggest fan. So I, I, I'm just saying, like Actually, you should love your. Fans. I have a fan right behind my green screen. It's pretty large. No, trust me. Even that fan's not a fan. 
So it's, you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, it just really upset me how this went down. Yeah. It's, it's disappointing. I think it is, to a sense. He's, he's a tremendous loss to AEW. Now, do you he, think he comes back eventually? I don't think, I think, I don't think everything away. settles. I think when the, when, 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 when the dust clears. Calm yeah. down. And, you know, because now the thing is, this is all on Tony now. This is all on him. Yep. He doesn't have a person to lean on and say, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? How do you think this went? I think that way. That's another thing I thought Cody did a really good job with is that he was kind of a – and if you watch Road to the Top, Tony leaned on Cody for – even though he wasn't making the decisions and stuff like that, he leaned on him for an, opinions. Yeah. And that's that's gone. Yeah. I mean, that's not there anymore. And, you know, to me, I mean, I, I, I just – I'm still bad. I mean, I still can't even get over it how this all went down. I mean, it happened so fast. It, it just yeah, happened- it, I I um I logged into Patreon as soon as the article for from Fightful Select from Sean Ross came out. I want to read it because I have no connection at work. I log in and I go back to Twitter to go click the link. And when I go to go click click the link, it automatically refreshed and Sean Ross is retweeting the statement from Cody. And from AEW, I'm like, yep. holy shikes! Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I even put out a poll on on Twitter saying, "Did the move of Cody Rhodes leaving AEW shock you?" Eighty five point three percent said yes, fourteen point seven percent said no, and that's out of thirty four vo- votes. Yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, it's when you have a guy that was a massive massive pillar building a brand like he did and let's be real here cody did a very ballsy yeah. thing he did he went into business with tony khan and said we're going to build something and let's also remember that the first ever show at AEW he had the first five star match at That's AEW it. with Dustin that match was phenomenal i wish tony and cody would have figured this out yeah, I do I? I do. I, I just, I mean, it just also. Me, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that all the EVPs have no creative control or and no say anymore. I would hope that's the case. I don't believe that because when Swole left, she said she had an exit interview and Kenny was there. Now, Kenny from the beginning was doing the women's division, so why would he be there if he had no, no creative control anymore? Maybe I, Tony Khan has the final say, but he, I think he still has some, some role. Of importance there because there was a report that Cody wanted creative control to a to a limited degree, and Tony wouldn't and wouldn't give it to him at all. So maybe he took more of it away from Cody than he did in other areas. But I I just I don't know. I think him and Cody had a falling out, and this is the aftermath of it. I think in hindsight, Cody uh, Tony is gonna regret it, but. It's a shame. I mean, it, it, does does it almost come down to that if, and this is just my only thing is, now Vince McMahon doesn't get along with people sometimes his his superstars, but he keeps them around because it draws. Is this what's going to happen with Tony Khan? Is if he has a falling out with somebody, he's going to say nope, nope, can't work with you. I mean, if he does it to Cody, he could do it to anybody. I don't think I, I don't think he drove him away on purpose. I think it was just. Tony saw this as a chance to make him more of a talent because his EVP contract and all that stuff was up. I think that was more of what they were doing. Hey, yeah, you're just going to become a talent now. 
But isn't that kind of a slap in the face? Because he helped Tony build this brand? Yeah. I I don't... don't, I'm also guessing. I don't know what really is happening back there. Because Monday night, they met for six hours and they talked about it. I mean, it's a demotion. We don't know what happened. Yeah, but it's yeah, but in in hindsight, it's a demotion. Yeah, you're getting demoted. Yep, and that's yeah. a slap in the face. And, and to to me, it, it, I you know we're all we all have jobs and everything. If 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 we got demoted, we'd be pissed off. Yeah, like okay, we're gonna demote you, but we still want you here. But we're gonna demote you to a lower. I shouldn't. Yeah, it is actually when you think about it, it is lower. Yeah, it's to it a lower. Is part of the totem pole you're now just going to be a talent you're no longer anything in the, in the creative meetings those are gone you're out with that i'd be pissed off i'd be like okay well AEW's doing well i helped you bring in a lot of the talent in the beginning why are you demoting why oh, is that so eddie eddie says that josh this is a business no one is owed anything it seems that seems idealistic that's fine. I understand it's a business. Now, at the same time, it's also, when you think about it, when you're using some, and I agree 100%, it is, listen, sports, everything, it's a business. You're not owed anything. At the same time, when somebody takes a ballsy risk like Cody did and help put in money with Tony Khan for AEW and help scout the Darby Allens and the MJFs and the Jungle Boys and all that stuff, and you say, nah, you're you're good. We don't need you anymore. It's a slap in the face. Like if you asked him, he has a job. How would he feel to be demoted? You'd be upset. You'd be upset. Mm-hmm. That's like me being because I'm a phys ed teacher. Okay, we will still want you to stay on on staff, but we're gonna make you. I don't know. We're gonna make you. We're gonna make you work in the main office and answer parent phone calls. I'm freaking pissed. Because one, you're telling me that I'm not good at my job. That's one. You're already insulting me by giving me a demotion. Two, you, you're, you're basically saying, okay, so you want to keep me And he was probably going to get paid a lot less too, might I add. 100%. Um, I, th- I think they were going to, from what I remember reading correctly, I think they, they were offering him the same amount. He wanted more. I'm with you. I just think, and I know we have to end this and get to our finisher and stuff like that. Um, I guess we can all guess what mine is. But at the same time, I didn't like it. I was very upset about it when I was at work in my office. I read it, and I was pissed because I just think that when something like that happens, and I get it, it's a business at the same time. When somebody goes to bat for you like he did, and that's – how you play, let it play out, and you demote somebody from their job. It's a slap in the face, and it's insulting. Uh, and to me, I, I I just didn't like how it went down with the two of them. I haven't liked a lot of the stuff Tony Khan's on the last few. I like this. His signings are great. His signings of wrestlers are awesome. I haven't liked a lot of the stuff he's done. I've not been happy. I think he has a lot to learn still about this business, and it comes at you very quickly. I thought the last few episodes have been fucking like, awesome. Really, this business comes at you very fast. I thought the last yeah. few episodes were like really, really good. No, they were. But mm-hmm. again, like I said, in in wrestling specifically, to keep you up on a pedestal, you you can ask anybody, ask Eric Bischoff. It comes at you very fast, and you need to be ready at all times for when if something goes wrong, and be you know and be ready for the backlash that will ensue. 
that's the key point of it. You need to have a backbone and be yep. ready for it and be prepared for it and be ready to stick up for yourself. Otherwise, the fans are going to know and they're going to take the other person's side. So yep. That's yep. where I'm at with it. So my finisher is very simple. It's going to be about Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestling Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. I think it's an interesting idea. The report is that they want him to do possibly more than one match. Um, they're trying – let's say it's a two-night event. You have Brock Roman and you have Ronda Charlotte main eventing both nights. Yep. Now you have Stone Cold against Kevin Owens. Now you possibly could have Cody involved at WrestleMania. Now you're trying to put butts in the seats because you're filling it in Dallas. That will get people very intrigued. It will, especially if Austin's wrestling. People, and especially in Texas, people are going to go. They're going to go. And if Cody shows up, and that's the rumor, they're going to go because they're going to be very intrigued by it. Um, take Ronda and take Brock out. But just Stone Cold alone is a draw that people are going to say, this is interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm intrigued by this now. He's from Texas, hasn't wrestled in years. He's a great Do you think character. they give Cody his uh, normal theme? The uh, kingdom. I'm curious. I I think I think I think he owns the rights to it, or not to own the rights. I think he, maybe he does, but I think it's more like Cassie and Punk has the rights to use Cult of Personality. I would love um, to see him wrestle Seth Rollins. That's a match that I'd be very intrigued by. Is him and Seth. I, I yeah, very, I'd enjoy that. I would very much enjoy that. I think that's that's a match where the two of them can flow very well in the ring together. Their styles are Seth's a little more athletic than him. But their styles would be great. I think their promos would be really good. I think Seth's hysterical now, by the way, with this Joker cast. I think I laugh every time I see it. It is really funny. I find it funny. Um, so to me, like I said, if you get Cody there, you get Stone Cold there, you got Brock there already, you got Ronda there already, you got Taker yeah. going to the Hall of Fame. People are going to go that weekend. Now you're really getting people to come and get attracted to coming to WrestleMania. We'll see. I'm excited for Austin. To have this match, um, I think KO's. A I, good I, I still don't think it happens. I hope it does happen because I. I, I think it'll be a terrible idea. Did I, I said earlier? I think it's horrible. Right. I don't think I don't think he should be going out. Remember this way when he can barely move. He has bad knees. The way he went out against the Rock, that's the right way for him to go. To go I out. mean, I, yeah, of course. I mean, I just want to see it for the nostalgia. That's what I want to see. It for. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand that, but like the kid, the kid in me is what I want to see. Like. I, I just don't think it, it would be good. I think it would leave. I, I think it would disappoint everybody. I mean, listen. Why are they doing this? They're doing it because it draws. Oh yeah, they want. They, they have no way of drawing a hundred thousand uh, people on and either night. Stone, and if they get Stone Cold in, and they get Cody in, and you have yeah. Brock there already, and you have Ronda there already. I mean, let's be real. Ronda Charlotte's going to be a really good match. Yeah. I mean, so it's like you're going to get people to come. Taker's going to the Hall of Fame. People are going to go. They're going to flock. Uh, I, don't, I just don't think Austin goes and does it. I don't. No, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I mean, look, like I said, just the kid in me wants to see it. Um, I don't expect it to be obviously a five star match. I, that's no. not even remotely what I'm thinking. But it'd just be fun to see it. See how he does. But that's my finishing move. So my um, finishing move is I don't want to see the Roman Reigns Goldberg match. Of Saudi Arabia. Nobody wants to see it, no. Alex. Yeah, I don't want to see that match happen, and I don't think Goldberg should win the title. Absolutely not. If they do that, if they do that, it's going to kill everything that Roman Reigns has worked for up till now. They can't do it. 
I actually totally it's forgot it's about Blood Money Mania it. until you brought it up. Oh my god, that's tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah, tomorrow's Blood Money Mania. I forgot. Lyle, <laughs> what's your finishing move? Um, my finishing move. I want to give you guys homework. I'm gonna give you guys homework to do, and I'm gonna send you, you the link. Homework. <laughs> and I, I'm gonna send you guys the link to do it. <laughs> you have a week off. You have time to do it. Yes, I do. Presents week. I love it. So I'm gonna give you guys time to do it, and then we're gonna talk. I'm gonna get your opinions on it next week. I'm gonna send you, or I will give you the dates, and you can go to YouTube and look for it. You're gonna watch the six matches of Misawa versus Kobashi in all J- okay. all Japan and Noah. Good luck to Alex watching. He couldn't even watch a five minute promo of Brian Pillman in ECW. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's that's your. Uh, I'll watch it. I know you will because you have nothing to do this entire week except well except for K- watching Caleb. But um, yeah, much. that's it. And making Melissa um, trying to make her happy. <laughs> Get out of her way. He probably sleeps for a while, so. Caleb? Yeah. No? You're funny. During the day, he doesn't sleep? Oh, it's like hit or miss. <laughs> so, you, you watch one a day from tomorrow to Thursday. I watch all of them in one day. Are you kidding me? I watch all of them in one day. It's like it's like watching a New Japan 45-minute match with each one. <laughs> so that, that'll be your entire day, pretty much. Um, but no, his their final match um, between them and Doha. Is, pr- is considered by many the greatest match of all time. Mm-hmm. Also, very, really, very good. If you guys wanted to watch something really cool on YouTube, by the way, Wrestling Bios. If you've ever seen Wrestling Bios on YouTube, it's awesome. Go check out their channel. They have Wrestling Bios of every single superstar pretty much that's ever wrestled in the history of professional wrestling mm-hmm. and their career and life and everything. It's awesome. So check it out. Seriously, it's good stuff. You know, But I am going to wa- watch those matches. I will. Okay. I will. Alex, what about you, buddy? You're gonna watch it? Yeah, if I'm not working the whole week, I will. Oh, here we go. We're starting so, off. Here we so, go. So, so, what time is Blood Money Mania tomorrow? I don't even I think know. it's eight. I'm pretty sure it's eight. Eight a.m. Eight p.m. Why would it be eight p.m. It's in Saudi Arabia. It can't be eight p.m. Uh, Alex, it's freaking probably twelve or one. Yeah, probably twelve or one. You no, know, I'll be busy anyway, so I won't be watching it. But yeah, Jim, you know, yeah. I won't watch it anyway because it will be a shit pay per view. <laughs> oh, Alex! Lang- language, kiddo. Watching <laughs> Alex. Oh, Alex on fire! <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. So before we make our way for weapons hot, we just want to tell you how you can listen to our show every week and other shows right here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, and of course on BodySlam.net. Check us out on the WWSRN app. Mm-hmm. If you have an iPhone, go to the Apple Store, type in WWSRN. If you have an Android, go to the Google Play Store, type in Worldwide Sports. The entire app is free. Check out our show schedules, articles, uh, content. If you want to rewatch an episode, <laughs> if you want to rewatch an episode or you want to watch a clip um, of something you might have really liked and you want to watch it again, you certainly can on the app. Check us out at WorldWideSportsRadio.com. And now, of course, partnering with Body Slam. Dot net. Check us out on there too, on the YouTube page, on their website as well. It's all great stuff. We're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch. We're all over the place. And then, of course, you have the Off the Mat website, which is on our Off the Mat Twitter page. So you could check that out as well. I know Alex always does a great job with it. He does an amazing job with it, whether it comes to the, the pay per view schedules, which it's not even a 
Let's call it like it is. Alex, it's not a pay-per-view schedule. It's literally every week. Dynamite, 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 dynamite. Oh, WrestleMania's there. Dynamite, dynamite, dynamite. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't forget about the New Japan anniversary show, too. <laughs> it's, it's an I still can't believe you didn't go to Dynamite when it was in your city. Yeah, what was that, man? What the <laughs> freak was that? Um, really quick, I know we do have to go. I'm all in on Vegas. So are you ready to spend how much you're going to have to spend on flights? By the way, you saw what I sent you. I sent you that that's that that snapshot with the MGM Grand price. I didn't. Maybe I missed it. Let me look. Yeah, it was a great price. It was a great price oh. for MGM Grand. No, I, I don't see it. I'll send it to you again. Maybe, so pretty much. Yeah, maybe it didn't go through. That's a, it's a. It was like five hundred total. So then, uh, technically, it evens out. Then, so when you look at it, I mean, it would be so convenient because AW Double Nothing is going to be in MGM Grand. So it would be like, up oh, show's over. Yay, we could go back upstairs to our room now. It's awesome. It's great. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> it's the best. I mean, it's like, oh, show's over. All right, everybody's leaving the hotel. They're going here. They're going. Now nah, we're going to go back upstairs. It's easy. It's great. Or <laughs> we can go to a bar uh-huh. and drink. Yes. And have fun. Yes. Oh, dude, what are you kidding me? I'm getting there like Saturday and morning. And b- by, the w- by the way, we should take a red eye on Monday night. Are you uh, not? Are you an so, idiot? So that then we take we, we have the entire day of Monday, and we go there and we have fun. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank, you, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy all the wrestling this weekend. Enjoy the wrestling next week for Loud Gillen, for Alex Lowe's, for Speedy PD. I'm Josh Silberg. Thank you so much for tuning in to Off the Mat here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network and BodySlam.net. Have a great weekend, everybody. Take care. I must beat you at you. So say with me now if you know it, goodbye and good night. Thank you for listening to Off The Mat on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Your source for all things wrestling and sports entertainment. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.